Um, yeah, yeah. What, how, how, how we, how we kind of feel our predictions. Also. Yeah, I want to, I want to Alex, but, but Tassie didn't go on tour to Australia. Is it? Yeah. I already know. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, no. I thought I'm just looking at it now. Hide things from me, Matthew. Yeah. No, I probably would have discussed it with you later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is a fun cut. one. But I see Fafita's there. So well yeah. done, Ben. Welcome to Elite Rugby Banter. It's the podcast about rugby. I'm your host, Adam, and we have a full house. Jeez, it's been a while. We're such busy people. We're struggling to to meet up on on this day of days of rugby after Super Rugby has gone. Uh, Matt, how are you? Um, I'm glad that your bender only ended at 2 a.m. instead of 4 a.m. this time. Yeah, it was only dinner, not a bender, thankfully. Oh, okay. But yeah, I'm good. Okay, <laughs> no, great. Ben, you went boating? This morning, how was that? I liked your picture. It looked very pretty. Yeah, uh, no, no, it was it was really nice. Like we were so last weekend we went boating, but on a on a cat, oh. a catamaran for you know those who yeah. don't know the terms. Yes, yes. Um, and we saw dolphins. Oh, that's nice. And norm and normally when you see the dolphins, they sort of around in that area for like a, a few weeks. So we're like, oh, let's go try see these dolphins again. But then we were on the the like smaller boat thing, and then it just oh. it wasn't running very well. So we we're just like, you know what? Let's kind of cut our losses. So we just had a little, just pulled over, had a little swim, and then just came back. It was just an hour. Yeah, so it was nice. Nice, nice. Uh, Is James taking to being a boat child well, or not really? Yeah, he really likes it. He he doesn't really like his little life jacket much. Yeah, it, it kind of makes him a bit tough. No. Puffy, yeah. Nobody likes a large jacket. He, he really likes uh, he likes like steering the boat and he keeps on trying to play with like the trim and stuff as well because he likes the noise it makes. You know, like, like when you like move the engine up and down. Yeah. And no, yeah, but it, it's obviously not ideal to have a child adjusting the engine though. But, yeah. <laughs> while you're going, just like yeah. up and down. No, no, you, you can only you can only oh. move it while you uh, while you oh, Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, not not <laughs> ideal. <laughs> Yeah. Um, Alex, uh, you finished your toast. How are you? I finished my toast. Well done. I was worried you were going to come to me first again like you've done previously. No, no. no, no. <laughs> that, that, that's, such, that's such classic Adam. Adam, I'm eating a bit of toast. Hi, I'm Adam. So, Alex, yeah. what's going on? Peanut butter and marmite cheese or whatever. Yeah. Just over yeah. Yeah. This one was marmalade and cheese. Quite oh, <laughs> a good combo. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a, I've had a mixed weekend, to be honest. Um... <laughs> Fantasy did not go my way. No, uh, I think Ben walked all over at you. All. Yeah, it wasn't even just that. Like, I think anyone would have beaten me this week. Well, no, not no, no, no. Well, not, uh, not anyone. So, like, I've got it open. So, Matt wouldn't have beaten you. Ant wouldn't have beaten you. Okay. A- Adam, <laughs> you pretty much have the same score. Alex, you're coming, like, second this week. I know. I scraped uh, past. Know. Plus, Isaac Lucas has two points from the bench. Uh, yeah. We'll and, we don't have the because I've been busy this morning, so we don't have the last game scores up yet. Yeah, because yeah, all, all fifteen and of you I, guys had already played. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So so we'll see. I, I think it's going to be a bit worse when the when the chips finally fall. Not um, really because so, I because I've got a shit center still because De La Fuente pulled De out like two, play, hey, yeah no, he pulled out I, a couple of hours before so I'm running on Similani so yeah. kind of cool Similani got some game time for me at least but he's on zero. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I don't know why. 
because he had a he had a good run. He had like I thought, I saw, yeah, I thought, I thought he was okay. Like I thought he could like three. Yeah, he had at least one good run. <laughs> No, that's it. He did something. Hey, like you guys laugh, but both of my centers got four, and they played like 80 minutes. So yeah. three, no, I, like, three minutes for like something. a 10-minute cameo is pretty good. Three points. Yeah. I saw him do something. I, saw, I literally, I saw him with the ball in his hand, and he moved. Oh, and then... Just, let me look up the stats quickly before we get going. The rest yeah, of the I'm, Do you know, know that, 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 that three points could be what stops Matt from being kicked out of the knockout league? Yeah. So he, he, played, he played 16 minutes. He made one run. With eight, only eight meters, uh, uh, he made it's he, it's he, two points. He didn't make any tackles. But he missed one tackle. Minus two zero. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So that's, and then he he kicked that nice little chip through, which was good. Uh, that was what does did. that count for anything? Uh, no, that's no. that's the thing we don't really count. I, I do I'm wonder who's, who's going to win the Hornsby Derby. I think that might be quite close. Um, as well, but Alex H, the real Alex, he had a lead. Um, and then Phil... Oh, big Alex and little Alex. Yeah, Alex. yeah, that's how you are, big Alex. Big Al uh, had a lead. So we'll see. And, and well, then Phil and Creamer and Rodder. Um, so we will see. I don't know how Phil's well Creamer did, but Phil's got Buffelli. That's the secret weapon. Like, Buffelli... But he's too far yeah, Buffelli behind. Yeah, Buffelli had... Let's just try it. No, he's Petty, like, he caught over to it. He caught over to it 70 points, though. I don't, I don't think so. We'll see. No, but I, got, I mean, He's I got five not. players in this game, actually. Yeah, but Alex has four, so it's not. Uh, uh, I mean, we're getting, we, we're getting, we're getting a little bit distracted. So including, uh, including I, his I, secret, including his secret weapon, Harry Wilson. The real secret weapon is Julian Montoya. Huh? My, my shitty fantasy weekend was counted by some good news, which was when I was at the supermarket just now. I, I took some loose uh, asparagus and like to have them weighed, and the lady thought they were green beans, so oh, I, I bought asparagus for like forty rand a kg. Sweet, which is. Mental. I wish I'd bought a whole KG. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, pretty even. Oh, good. No, my my good news is I had a Valentine's miracle. What? What? What supermarket was this? It was at Pick and Pay. Okay, yeah, fuck those guys. Yeah. I thought if it was, you know, like a little quarter shop, you know, like family Uh, owned or whatever, I'd be like, come on, Alex. Pick and pay. No, I, I only I only noticed yeah. afterwards, like, because um, you need to keep your your slip for um, parking validation. So oh, I was like, sort of, I was examining it, examining it in a bit more detail while the machine tried to figure out if I'd been there for an hour or not. And I realized that they'd only charge me forty rand per kg for the asparagus. Nice. So, oh, nice. Yeah, I was, I'm not gonna complain. Yeah, no, I mean, I, my bit of good news was I was meant to have uh, load shedding yesterday morning. And sorry for those of you who aren't aware, load shedding is blackouts. They planned in South Africa because we haven't looked, because uh, there's, a, there's been a fuck up with electricity. I was meant to have uh, load shedding for all the rugby from like nine, and then yeah. the, power, the power didn't go off. My wife got home from Pilates. I just had this big smile on my face watching the rugby. Uh, it was just so, uh, it was a Christmas miracle on Valentine's Day. So is, is your so is your bad news that you had to watch the Australian game? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the Brumbies Island wasn't a bad game. It's su- super attritional. Uh, that's for sure. It was a bad game. That was one of the worst uh, games I've ever watched. It was okay. It was just. Uh, it was, no, no, it was no, no, no. It was horrible. It was okay. Right. Let's actually get on to. No, I, I, two I, I, news. I'm sorry. The, the last forty-five seconds were all right. Yeah. The, we had yeah. a lot of drama that, that's the, this week. That's the part I missed. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome watching the Highlanders win. Uh, okay, we've got a lot to get through today. Um, so, the news, the talking points we'll discuss uh, for the weekend from the rugby is home referee, does it work or not? Uh, that comes from the Reds. Hefty penalty count, losing 213 
to the Yogiaras. And then we'll just chat a bit about the overall conferences, how they're shaping up as our talkie points. But, and then Super Brew. But then, starting off with some news, uh, English Rugby, uh, they're having a shit time. Saracens are shit. But meanwhile, they're making their championship even shitter. Apparently, the RFU, they're going to be slashing their budget for the second tier of English Rugby by 50%. So instead of clubs getting £530,000, they're getting £280,000 a year. Um, so they're cutting this, this spending from th- from six to three million. I oh, know there's six million spending gas to the Premiership clubs, um, and and the RFU's position is that apparently after the 2015 World Cup, they had strategic targets that the Championship clubs had to meet, but they did not meet them. So they've just got a duct on them by slashing their funding. It seems to be, especially with Saracens going down, like it just seems a weird timing, um, just to really yeah. really make sure Saracens don't stay in the Championship. I mean, that's a conspiracy theory. Probably not really true, but... Uh, like, uh, I've seen... Sorry, finish your point. Oh, Sorry. no, there's just... Um, essentially, the championship will be semi-pro. That's what a lot of people are saying online. So, yeah. Because, yeah, I saw that this is the ideal opportunity to actually put money into the championships because at now, that point... Now there'll be a bit more interest, yeah. Because there's interest because the Sarans are there. And you can grow the championships as a brand because people will be sh- going to go watch the Saracens. Yeah. Like, even yeah. to the point where I put it like, fucking on... I think I saw someone on Twitter which made sense. was saying, put the championship on free to free TV. No, like, do you know what? It is, it is a time to kind of be creative and try, instead of just cutting the funding, try, you know, actually think outside the box a bit and make it viable instead of just kind of giving up on it. Yeah. But I, I was reading something online and saying people think this is the, the first step in ring-fencing the Premiership. Oh, uh, yeah, that's true. So ba- basically weaken, weakening the Championship to a point where a oh, no team one comes can't up. realistically compete with the... Even if you win the championship, you'll be so far behind even the bottom team in the premiership, you will have no chance of... So And then then in five years' time or whatever, it gives them the chance to say, oh, listen, well, what's the fucking point? Because, you know, whenever a team comes up from the championship, they're just atrocious. Yeah. And then, you know, people will be like, oh, yeah, I guess that's sort of fair. But I don't know if that's the... It's a bit of it's a bit of a conspiracy theory, but I think it might hold some water. Uh, I, I think there's some merit to that. Self interest is driving the game in England and ruining world rugby, kind of in connection. So I wouldn't be surprised if uh, that that's the road that they eventually want to go down upon. Um, right, something that has been kicking up fuss in New Zealand, and it is quite pleasing that New Zealand coaches have all been making a moan about it. It's their resting policy. Because apparently the first three weeks, the the contract of 31 players, thank God Lamapi wasn't one of them, had to apparently play a total of 40, 60, 180 minutes across the first three weeks, uh, plus the two mandated rest weekends for the players. Uh, Tony Brown, the assistant coach at the Highlanders and, and at Japan, he doesn't quite agree. Uh, I know that the Kiwis called it low management. But he says, um, he, for the sort of likes like Richie McCall, Carter, Kieran Reeds of the world, sure, um, it's good that they get rests. But however, it's cost a few players all black jerseys like Malachi Fekatoa, Naholo, Dixon, okay, they're all Highlanders players. These sort of guys, and I quote, who actually didn't get a lot of time for the all blacks, these guys getting rested as well, which didn't allow them to prepare, prepare for Super Rugby. And then therefore cost them the all black spots. And I know a lot of other guys saying that the approach, the blanket approach is dumb, which it is. And uh, they should really do a case-by-case basis, which I thoroughly agree with. 
Um, so it just sounds like a bit of a tin ear from uh, Rugby New Zealand or New Zealand Rugby, whatever, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, yeah, I haven't read the article. I'm, so Tony Brown saying that All Blacks lost out on their place because they were being arrested. Yeah, not enough game time. But, mm-hmm. other, but all the All Blacks were being arrested. So... I'm not sure that really holds what, like, Malachi Fikato. Sorry, what were the other names he listed? Oh, no, well, he, he said that the guys arrested, well, Fikato, Nahola, Dixon, they, they were arrested with all the other All Blacks, but they didn't play much with All Blacks. They were just in the squad, or sat in the bench, and they didn't get really a lot of time in the yeah. team, and they've been arrested like, I'm, anyway. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's pretty abundantly clear to anyone who watches Super Rugby why Nahola and Fikato lost their place in the All Blacks. <laughs> no, but, you, yeah. well, I mean, the major point, though, is... Well, I, I kind of I, I hear where you're coming from. It's just that players that aren't playing much for the All Blacks, like the Oaks on the fringe of the squad, Enrico Ioni, yeah. he, he barely played the World Cup, but he he had to be arrested, yeah. for example, and in a way no, look, maybe you, cost the Blues yeah. that one game, which is that's the real uh, stuff yeah. up here. It's not it's it's such uh, yeah I, get, I do get that argument, no, yeah. but I but I mean he coming at it from the side of like player like careers is bullshit yeah. because if you're good enough, if you're good enough you'll like there's no way the selectors are going to be swayed by some game that you missed in the first half of the season. Like, if you're playing well over Super Rugby, no, you no, still get but I don't think that's it. I think the argument to some players... The momentum. Yeah. Some players are like, they they based on, like, exposure, momentum, confidence, and stuff like that. So they need to be playing week in and week out. And obviously yeah. some players, like uh, Kieran Reed springs to mind, you know, you could probably... You could probably tell, phone up Kieran and say, okay, drive to the stadium, you starting eighth man for the All Blacks, and... 45 minutes and he'd be fine yeah yeah but uh, you know yeah, other know. players would need the sort of the but yeah, well, like, but the, like the, the Fekita, is... i think fekita requires needs to stay sharp he needs yeah, but I, 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 I also think no it let naholo down big time because yeah. naholo was also the kind of it really seemed to just disrupt him at the end beginning of last season yeah, like, to, let, know, me, let me, let me, actually, final point, we need to move on soon. He said, I think it's a correct decision for the guys, like the major three I've mentioned, but for the guys, and as Ben said, who actually need the training and the fitness and the game time, they've got to get out there and play. And he said, of was like, you know, because there are so many good players who did get quality preseason example, Sever Reese, he came over the top of Wise like, you know, Hodo last year because of that. I know Reese was also a phenom. I do get this that, point, that, though. This yeah. is something there. That's definitely not why Reese was preferred to Nahola. Nahola was abysmal last year. Yeah, you yeah, were shit last year. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm prepared to accept that it was because he was lacking momentum or whatever. I mean, okay, I don't know. Okay. That feels like a little bit weak for a guy who's an all-black and was at one point the best ringer in the world. I, uh, I feel like you shouldn't be that kind of susceptible to just being arrested once no, in a while. Like, that, that should be happening anyway. No, in cricket, you uh, get guys who get better from Tony a lot. You know? Same concept. No, but I, I, th- I think this is a classic one-size-fits-all solution. Like, it works yeah. for some players. That doesn't mean it'll work for all players. Like, yeah. it, you know, it, okay. it, goes, it goes on for, like, you know, even in your office. Like, I'm sure some people work better if they take a break every two minutes. Some people, yeah. work, some people work better if, you know, they, they come in at four in the morning and kind of do their work before yeah. everyone else comes in. Like, you know, it doesn't work for... So it is like like what they should do is they're only thirty one of them. They should kind of figure out what makes these players tick and then tailor their rest schedules to them. Yeah, no, so mm. I, I agree one hundred percent with that. Like I do think it's ridiculous to have blankets resting yeah. periods. You know, that is stupid. I'm not sure I'm really buying like the impact it has on players. I think it definitely has an impact on teams. 
like I understand why assistant coach for the Highlanders is complaining about it, and I don't really think it's because of player welfare. I think it's because the Highlanders are one of the worst teams in New Zealand and, and are even worse without their All Blacks. And particularly last year when they were like really dependent on Ben Smith and Aaron Smith. But they but, they you know, did ju- they did just beat the best team in Australia away though. Yeah, yeah, which I think proves yeah. the point. <laughs> um, so, anyway, uh, right, but it's also best. strange. Let let's uh, let's leave it there. I know we actually we mentioned English rugby. Uh, we're going back to a couple of things from Saracen's side first. Marco Vinopola, uh he's unrepentant over the deals that he cut with Nathan Ray. Did I get the name right? Uh, Ray Ray Nigel Ray. It's as yeah. Uh, where where they had a uh, Vunprop. He just said uh, he was asked at the Camus Hotel um, about that because he cut some deals along with his brother, like property deals with Nigel Ray, and he said no, not in the slightest. He said as the effect of the fallout. See, oh, Vinopola said it's uh, been a hard, comfortable three weeks, but probably it's been difficult uh, with friends and family. Uh, let's see, blah 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 blah. He's not sure if he's going to say. Oh, there he says. If I had the chance to do it again, I would do it again, knowing what has happened. That's no slight and not caring about what has happened to the club. More the fact that I know rugby is important and our careers are short. I don't want to look ahead of it. So at least he's being honest, in a sense. Mm. He's still cut a deal. Uh, but more interestingly, Allianz, they're French, right? Are they a French insurer? No, I think they're German? English. Or Swiss. Or... You know, it's a multinational. I wouldn't be surprised if they based it like Cayman Islands. Uh, they, or they, they are German. Yeah, German. Yeah, yeah. They're German. They have cut their sponsorship. Of Saracens, their deal was meant to run to 2021, but Allianz have walked away um, from Saracens at this end of the season. So it's all coming full circle. Well, they're losing the name Allianz Park as well. Then. Yeah, name your eyes, which is expensive. And the only player to have committed to Saracens for next season thus far uh, of the their big ones is Jamie George. So uh, it's probably going to be a bit clean out there uh, as well. So more Schadenfreude for Saracens. Yeah, yeah uh, oh, like it uh, couldn't happen to a nicer team. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Like, for, but it's interesting. Jamie George has done that because, to be honest, I think he, that would jeopardise his England position. Yeah, because I think Jones has said that you can't be in the champ. Like, didn't Jones say that you're gonna, he wasn't going to consider championship lads? I'm not sure. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, especially like like the championship rugby. What it, it looks like here, said I'm sure there's some good teams and some good players, but I'm, think, I don't think a season like of championship teams. rugby prepares you to play for England. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I, don't know. I mean, we we've had there is a history of players like playing Curry Cup and being selected for the Springboks without playing Super Rugby. It's not the same like, thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, as Bjorn, Bjorn was like that, wasn't he? But yeah, then it turns out that's because he was doped up to his eyeballs. So. He was a dope fiend. <laughs> yeah, full of, yeah. He was just full of the drugs. <laughs> but, um, up to his eyes in roid rage. I was going to say that a full season <laughs> well, of playing for England doesn't prepare you for playing for England. Uh, <laughs> for some of the certain players, so I mean. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. I'm, I'm, I'm kinda, I, know, I know it's a bit dick, but I'm, I'm sort of I'm taking some joy from sort of English rugby really big and like they were in such a good place basically After up Zealand. to like <laughs> they, they were basically yeah. no they were basically in such a good place until the first scrub of the World Cup final <laughs> yeah. and then since since, since then That's English true. rugby has just been in a steady decline like, <laughs> yeah. it, has, it has been a rapid like, spiral so, but, so what you're saying is the most impactful thing for English rugby was Sinclair's head head knock 
Yeah. No, I'm, I'm actually saying <laughs> the that Franz Malherber <laughs> is the architect of the English uh, of the fall of English rugby. No, you can claim Alex was. <laughs> Alex with his um, body shaming. Maybe it reached all the way down to him. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, cut, it created... A, it crea- you, 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 you raged up Franz Malherber enough that he took out... No, even better, he raged up Franz Malherber's partner who raged up Franz Malherber. <laughs> yeah. It's the butterfly effect. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so way. looking... F- I'm so looking but, for the ultimate but, end of this is when Alex applies for a visa to go to England in the next couple of years <laughs> and it just comes back denied. With, no, with a tweet, atta- like a screenshot of like the tweet attached to it. Denied. Side by side by E. Jones. Yeah, and then, like, yeah, and he's retired say, by then. He's not. And then you get a note from Nigel Owens who says, uh, fuck you, Alex. Like, Nigel <laughs> Owens blocked you. Right. Did you do yeah, why has Nigel <laughs> Owens blocked you on Twitter, Alex? What have you done to him? He's such a tolerant guy. Maybe he's just on, like, maybe he's just super anti-fetching. You know? Like, yeah, maybe, maybe he just saw it secondhand and was like, that's not on. Super uh, body positive. Yeah. Like, fuck yeah. This. Um, also, just before we move on, I, t- I should yes. note that the Mabins don't, don't need visas to travel to England. Mm. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. No, no, but um, I, I just, I just <laughs> want to say... you. You know they say it's like um, a mark of a good. I'm gonna go football here, but you can kind of carry the analogy to right. Like a mark of a good striker is you would actually be caught off sides two or three times a, a game, because it yeah, means you know you're pushing the same. Like a mark of a good fetcher is you probably give away two or three penalties a game because you you know you're on the line. Oh, it's yeah. the it's the whole rusty speech thing. I want you yeah. 120 yeah. battles and winning winning 80 or something like that. Yeah. No, no, but but that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I'm saying a mark of a good tweeter is quite a few people would have blocked you because because it means you it means you cutting you cutting the line between appropriateness and not like maybe maybe I like that I'll take it thank you yeah take it yeah but no. But no, the thing is, you've been blocked by the lions. The thing most famously on this podcast is the lions are upset with you. Yeah, I mean that, but that was like the. Sort of Which is hilarious thing. because they must be blocking people every week because every fucking announcement I see, team sheet announcement is someone complaining about their new setup. Mm. I think they thought blocking me would be like a message, like sending a message to the rest of the Twitterverse, but they grossly, grossly overestimated like <laughs> your how from the Just how annoying. I was going to say, was it, if... was it the Lions blocking you that made you rage and fat shame props? And then, you I mean, I don't know, you, 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 like it's string theory. How long are the piece of string? You know, so we, <laughs> we never know where it all started. Um, so just this way, wait. Yes. So, so, so the, the Lions, the Lions <laughs> blocking Alex on Twitter is actually what the made reason the Springboks won the World Cup? Yeah. Is that a, what we say? Yeah, man, Alex rage. Com- is collapsing. Who made Francis so, 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 partner so, rage, who made Francis Herbert rage, who then did the scrum that crashed, England, yeah. Sa- that crashed Saracens, <laughs> essentially. But we, we need to dig into why their social media is so fucking appalling in the first place. That I no, but their social rage. media is like, it's, it's, got, it's like an 18-year-old intern or whatever. So, yeah. like, yeah. I don't know. So maybe no, need, but an 18-year-old no, intern would actually run it properly. Their social media is run by, like, 40 year old yeah you're right the 18 year old social media is on point that's, that's important. Thing. We, we, need, yeah. we need to interrogate the aging the aging work skill population yeah. of south africa and particularly the Kauteng region yeah. in order yeah, to so fully th- understand why england is on the decline i, as a I feel like power. that was aimed at me <laughs> 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 um, okay, 
need to move on. Aren't you basically on social media in turn? Isn't that your job? Uh, no. Kind of. Not, no, 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 not really. You're better, Adam. Yes. I was taking, I was taking a pot shot at South Karting, so you're safe. I live in South Karting. No, you don't. What? No, you don't. <laughs> okay, uh, where was I? Oh, Volkolo. I know we spoke a lot about England. Volkolo, he signed for Harlequins. Uh, big loss for the Stormers. Uh, yes, either. Big I, loss for the Harlequins banter as well. Yeah, um, either, either Franz Mahervich has gotten so good as according to Job Dobson, or Lowe dropped off a bit from when he was pure heat a couple of seasons ago. But a bit of a loss. I think a lot of teams would love to have the Stormers depth. Um, up front. He uh, cracked his ankle a little bit this weekend. Hey? Yeah, he, he injured himself trying to tackle Elton Yankees. So yeah, he's not. Yeah, he's, he's st- basically go. Elton Yankees broke ankle, broke yes. Walker Lowe's ankle by stepping in this weekend. Yeah, they mugged him. Yeah, Elton also, gee, 69 points, Ben. Nice. Nice. Just starting fly half. That's where it all began. Apart from Ben Lamb or smashing no, I, the Sharks. But, yeah, so. no, I, I think I think my, my, my good week began when Ben Lamb made that, you know, that break where he broke like four tackles and scored. Yeah, and Tyler, Paul, and Tyler Paul flapped his hand at him. That's, I saw Alex... Alex got screenshotted and included on a story of rugby pass talking about oh well, Fussy's. Uh, yeah, no, but the, the sharks, the sharks' defensive line is just nowhere. Like, yeah, but I don't understand because because uh, Arm is such a good defensive organizer. So unless they just like you know fuck you, Lukanyo, whatever you've done it for the Springboks, yeah, but I mean, well, I think we know what we're doing. We are the Natal Sharks here. He can't tackle but, for everyone. Like, yeah, exactly. No, he can't. Like, you, can, you, can, you can take the horse to water. Yeah. Yeah. No, but uh, I, I don't I don't feel like we, we had a tweet, uh, we had a Twitter thing about this. The Sharks tackling is all right. It's their um okay no Nohamba, Nohamba's tackling was it quite poor yeah, on the map. But with, yeah, like no yeah, Nohamba's not <laughs> Yeah, with, like with fucking a 30 meter run up. Uh, yeah, like like you know now Mappy coming at you full tilt. <laughs> And you're uh, whatever he is, like a 72 kg scrum off, being forced to play fly off. Like, and that's, you know, you you don't win that. Like, would, would Kerwin Bosch have done any better? No. <laughs> no, Kerwin Bosch would have been defending at 15 already by then, Ben. Yeah, well, no, but that's long where he was. Before, that's where he long was. Before, no. No. Bosch, yeah, that's where he was. It Bosch was like might a, have got a concussion was... from, from trying to tackle I just want to say that, I just want to say, Crisanda Puerto managed to tackle Beast and Tawarira, so... I think Actually, Beast, play, is Beast playing this. Yeah, Beast playing this weekend. By the way, guys. I don't uh, think so. I don't uh, think he's even there. Yet. To, no, he's to, in the US. He's making his old glory debut this weekend. Yeah. To quickly go back oh, awesome. to to Volko Lowe, um, a loss. He's 25. It's quite young for a tight head. So, but uh, yeah. as often says, going there to make some euros. So a bit of a loss, Alex. Being our uh, resident. Make some euros. Does someone want to tell yeah. Dobson the currency of England is pounds? Um, I think it is a bit of a loss, but I mean, it's, it's tricky because we kind of lost Cardi Sadi to the Lions in order to keep Volkolo because he was on loan to the Lions mm. last year and then came back and was only third choice. Um, but look, I mean, it's, it's always going to be a loss to the team. Like, the team would love to have first your nine titles. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, not just nine titles, but like you'd, like, you'd love to have quality on the bench who would start at any other union. That's like the dream, right? But unless you're Saracens and you're cheating the system, you're not going to get that. So, in terms of efficient allocation of resources, it makes perfect sense for Wokolo to leave Stormers. Yeah. And then if you say, okay, first choice, he goes to another South African union, where he can still compete for a Springbok jersey, but the Lions have Kali Saadi, although they're inexplicably starting Yanni Dupacier ahead of him. 
the Bulls have Trevor Yakani, who's a Springbok in his own right, and the Sharks have Thomas Detroit, who's who they're committed to. I mean, he's good, and they're committed to him yeah. as a project. So, it, like, he doesn't really have a choice. I mean, it's the same thing, it's exactly what happened to Vincent Koch. He had to mm. go overseas for the same reason. He was benching behind Francis Mahoba. And then Wilco Lowe emerged, and they had three world-class tight ends, essentially, and Vincent Koch had to go to Zarist. So, I think it's good for Wilco Lowe, in terms of him and his player, and I think that it leaves the door open for him to come back. He's relatively young. He's only, like, 23, isn't he? 25. 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, distracted. Um, yeah, so, I mean, you, know, you never know. He's, he'll, he'll probably only mature as a prop in about 12 years' time anyway, so mm. we can always have him back. Good. Uh, very quickly... Pops are like fine wine. Matt, Matt hasn't even peaked yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Matt's still waiting to make his bid. Um, so very quickly, Elliot Daly also, by the way, he I've just seen something here. He's also pledged to stick with Saracens. Jeez, um, he, he'll just destroy backlines in the championship. He is, he is very, very good. Yeah. Uh, okay, Yasser, France, uh, not France, uh, Koch has to jump ship, doesn't he? Oh, because of well, Brexit. Oh, not just because of Brexit, no. because the Saracens dropping. Oh, yeah, that yeah. too, that too. But he, he probably will go more to specifically. There's a good chance. Oh, yeah, but, he's gonna have to go to France or but, something. But he's like really close to getting residency as well. So, um, yeah, he's in a bit of a spot of bother. I know in cricket, Brexit's a Is big no? changing things with cricket. Because all the the compact yeah, so. rule fades away. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah like suddenly too. South Africa's got to, we got to we suddenly become a superpower again. It's going to be great. Yeah. We, we... Yeah, because I know Rassi mentioned something. Like, there was news about Rassi and Koch were in talks about his future because of the Saracens dropping to championship. Yeah, but as as Alex just said, there's there's no real... Where, where's Koch going to go? No, that's and the thing. Like, that's what Koch said. That's what Koch, that's what's uh, Cox side. No, no, like. no, but but I mean every franchise is covered at tight end. Like, no, but that's what Cox's point was. Yeah, like he needs to stay where he is because, one, as Adam said, he was close to thingy uh, residency and that. And then Russ is like, yeah, but I can't be choosing overseas players who are playing for fucking second division. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, it's it's a good move. Yeah. Mm. Um, Makes sense. Right. No, I like it. I like it for Walker. I'll be sad to see him go there. Um, maybe on. Apparently, just one vote stopped former internationals from switching Test allegiance. Uh, the chairman of the Pacific Rugby Players, uh, Hale Tipol. Well, it's, it's Hale Tipol, but I imagine it's pronounced Hale. Uh, he's revealed that one of rugby's most discussed potential inability laws changes was almost ratified at a recent World Rugby meeting. So this is the likes of Stephen Luatua, who's currently playing for Bristol, uh, switching to either Tonga or Samoa. I don't know which, which uh, 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 island he'd play for, but forgive me. But apparently it didn't, happen, it didn't happen, but he did say that it's just a short-term fix. From where we stand, it's a tricky one, because we want to push for our players, but the reality is they've played their best rugby trying to get to the All Blacks, and if they don't make it, we get the second part of their career, T-Pol said. So, uh, close, but no cigar. Uh, do you think it'll help at all, bringing in players who've played elsewhere or something like that? This is a bigger conversation than we can have in the time yeah, ticking down on our episode. <laughs> no, I've, but, got lot, but, I've got a lot to say about it. No, but but generally, I think it will we'll be back because it would <laughs> give it would give kind of like a few sort of stable pillars in all of these teams, which they can kind of build their teams around, and also stuff like you know like these guys from the okay, I'm saying that lots of them play overseas already, but 
it's good to have someone with international experience. It's because I know I hark on about this a lot, but there are guys who debuted for Samoa in like 2014 who only have like 20 caps. Mm. So, yeah. so you know, you like these these guys should be super experienced by now, but they're not because. Yeah, but Samoa's also only played 20 caps since then. Yeah, but that that's the problem, and then like it adds it adds profile to the game. It gives like younger it gives young players someone to look up to. It I think it's a positive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, within with within reason. I don't think the entire Samoan side should be ex All Blacks and ex Aussies, but you know, but two, do or, you think, two or three. Do I don't you, think it'll hurt. But but do you think it'll stop at two or three? No. No. Once the flood gets open, you're gonna see a lot more guys pulling. Yeah, in. but but then then to to be honest, it falls on the it falls on the selectors because they yeah, they have to, the they have to. You, but what's their incentive to, to hold the line? Because if yeah. they're under pressure to get results from their national union, they're just going to do yeah, it no, no, a utilitarian but... argument, right? And I don't think it should be a utilitarian argument because otherwise we're basically moving international rugby towards club rugby where we say it's about achieving results, it's about being competitive, it's about essentially money and, and you know uh, productivity. And maybe I'm old-fashioned in the sense... Uh, I've been told that before, and I, that does make sense. I get it, but the way I feel is that international rugby needs to be kept at a separate, on a separate principled level from club rugby. It's supposed to be about representation. It's not even supposed to be that much about results and winning. Um, you just got to like stand by your nation and stand for your flag. And if you lose, you lose. And if you made the choice to represent another country, then that's the choice you made. I don't think people should be able to flip-flop. I'm also aware that this is a very Western idea because we don't necessarily have as much uh, sort of transience with nationality. So someone who's born in Auckland, New Zealand, might never actually consider themselves to be New Zealand, but they might genuinely see themselves as Samoan. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of nuance to this. I'm, I'm not going to necessarily die on this hill, but this is just the way I feel about it. And I feel like I'm in a position to to talk about this kind of stuff because I'm a Namibian living in South Africa and I've been hmm. living in South Africa longer than I've been living in Namibia. I was technically born in a South African territory because Namibia wasn't independent yet. I don't I don't consider myself South African. I support the South African national rugby team because I like rugby, but if Namibia plays South Africa, I back Namibia every time. And when people ask me what my nationality is, I say Namibia. Um, I don't know. I, I don't like the idea of players moving from one nation to another that feels very like super club rugby to me i worry about where we draw the line i worry about the slippery slope um and i just i don't think i don't think there's as much of a kind of career or wealth player welfare argument to be made about it in a world where 90 percent of these players incomes come from pl playing club rugby anyway and we've seen how Samoan or pacific islanders particularly are becoming increasingly valued as they should be by uh, Australia, New Zealand, and European teams. And that is perfectly viable career path for them without them needing to, you know, give up their nationality to play for France and then in 10 years' time give it up again to go back and play for Samoa. I don't think that that's a necessary component of their career. So I don't really buy that argument. Um, mm. And I also think that we're addressing a symptom we're not addressing the cause, which is that World Rugby has for decades criminally underfunded and resourced and supported Pacific Island Rugby. 
And if okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, they, you need to wrap up. We're running out of time. If they've done, the, if they've done their job, sorry, if they've done their job properly, then Samoan and Tongan international rugby would be just as healthy as, I don't know, like Czechoslovakian or Swiss uh, or Icelandic football. And all of those teams are perfectly, perfectly capable of competing on an international level without forcing their players to reside locally. So that I think is what we should be aiming for, not trying to address the symptoms. Mm. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, like I said, this is a big topic. I don't. I don't it think is. It's a long topic. Yeah, it yeah. really is. <coughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'm done. Cool. Uh, this is a quick, quick side point. Uh, are the scores being updated here on the on the thing? Yes. Uh, are they finished that's updating? That's why I'm distracted. <laughs> okay, so I'm currently no, using the bill by like six, which is. It will only be finalised tomorrow. Uh, yeah, that's it. So other news I did check. Old Glory Beast is starting this weekend. Oh, cool. Oh, nice. Um, his, visa, his visa obviously came through. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he flew over last, like, in the week, sort of after round one, just after round one. Do you think he's brought his family over, or do you think he's just sort of on a bit of a gap here? I think he'll I take his family over eventually. I think all the pictures I've seen have been him alone at the moment. Depends so on what his wife does. I don't really know what his wife does. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, I don't even think he's there for a whole year. I think he's just, I mean, because he's only there for the season, essentially, I think. I don't know how long he signed for. Uh, yeah, I'm okay. not sure What's next, Adam? It's talking points for, for the weekend. Okay. Uh, so I guess the first one will start with, I know the Reds, they lost yesterday to the Yagiares, um, where the the Argentinian referee, uh, let me see if I can find his name here, the penalty count was 13-2. That was a bit lopsided. The referee in question, uh, Federico and Anselmi, uh, he apparently uh, penalised obviously the res a lot. And when he yellow carded Liam Wright, uh, that was a turning point in the game. And also, I think a couple of scrums the Reds are dominating big time, but he still penalised the Reds, even though they appeared to be dominating the scrum. Um, I know Egon Seconds last year, he was accused by certain fans, particularly when the Lions got some lopsided penalty counts of hometown refereeing. Do you think it's time that? To stop this sort of stuff, there's also there are innate biases that I do think uh, like refereeing is hard. It's hard to police. Do you think it's time that they rather do neutral referees? Uh, so to but they, had, they had neutral referees and then they went back to yeah. Is it a financial thing? Yeah, it's a logistics financial thing. But uh, like... yeah, because I mean, by adding Japan and Argentina, it's probably become a nightmare to do. Sending refs there as well. Yeah. Uh, I just think it needs to be a standards thing. Like, there's no reason why a, a hometown ref should be biased. I mean, I know yeah. it goes without saying, but like, you know, again, I think this is kind of like addressing the symptom, not the cause. Like, if this guy's a biased referee, then he shouldn't be refereeing. And yeah, let alone... Uh, there, there seems to be a big problem with like the, the refereeing conveyor belt anyway, right? Like we've been saying this for a couple of years now. Uh, we just don't see good quality refs coming through the structures. And I don't know exactly what the kind of pipeline is that they use, but I don't know. Like that is more of a problem. The fact that we don't have quality refs to choose from. Um, but also, I didn't watch this game, so are we sure that he was biased in the red? The red. I think it's, it's the reds just complaining because yeah. They were up 22-7 or something stupid at one point. Yeah. And then they lost the game 40-something 27. It's like, oh. like, and all those points were just in the half, second half. Yeah. All rolling malls 
off the back of Montoya. <laughs> oh no, but it, it is one of these things where you have to teams have to be responsive to the race. I mean, remember we lot... did. Yeah. Remember the first, Sharks first game? They also picked up like 14, 15 penalties versus like single digits against the opponent. Yeah, but I often think it comes down to how the refs interpreting something in a certain way. One team adjusts better, and then um, the other team, you know, then the other team perceives that as bias. Yeah, and yeah, I think I think it, it quite it quite often happens with like, say the ref is Argentinian. Those players probably understand that ref quite well already. Mm. There may be, there may be. Do you know what, and I don't feel bad for Argentina at all with this, but maybe they, um, maybe it was a, a language barrier thing as well. Maybe the communication wasn't there. But I, because Argentina suffer all the time, because they always have fucking English ref. So I don't, yeah. I don't feel bad for the Reds at all about that. Um, yeah, so it's, it often comes down to, and you know what, teams, like you professional teams, you should research the refs, see what their little, eccentricities on stuff and play accordingly. And then yeah. also obviously adjust to the, what do you call it, Alex, the meta? Yeah, exactly, the meta. Yeah, you should be able to adjust to that in-game. It's a mark of a good team being like, okay, exactly. fuck, the ref, the ref's just kind of letting whatever happened at the breakdown, okay, flood it, basically cheat. Or, yeah, okay, but you're also guy, saying this is the mark of a good team and we're talking about the Reds. Yeah, this guy, this guy's blowing hard, like, okay, Lay off the breakdown. But yeah, there are a lot of... I don't know. I, I've got a real pet peeve with the line-out at the moment. I don't think, like, the whole 15 meters is being respected at the line-outs. Like, often it seems the guys leave there before the ball crosses the 15. Often mm. it seems like teams have, like, three or four scrum halves when they're preparing for a mall. Often, like... And, you know, teams have obviously realized refs aren't blowing this, so they take advantage of it. So it's like one of these... You know, it's it's... I I don't. It's to me, it's the team's fault for not for not catching on quicker. Let's say that. Mm. Mm. I agree. And again, no, man, watched, but then again, I haven't watched game. it, so maybe, maybe it is horribly biased. Yeah. yeah, could be. But then he just mustn't referee it, and then just find someone good. Like I don't know. We we mustn't let like uh, Sansa off the hook. Like they need to be producing proper refs, irrespective of where they come from. You know. And like this, I feel like this never used to be as big of a deal back in the day. Like I would never expect top refs like like Jonathan Kaplan um, or I don't know. I'm struggling to think of refs now. Uh, but you know, good refs back in uh, the day. Andre, not not uh, Maurice Joubert. Was it Maurice Joubert? Who was the, uh, he, the guy from Mansfield College? What was his name? Um, uh, Maurice Jonker. Maurice, was it Maurice? No, there was a Joubert. <laughs> But yeah, so I don't know, like those guys, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they did get accused of cheating and bias against home, hometown teams once in a while, maybe. But I don't know. Mm -hmm. I just think we need up the standards, not, not cry cheating every time. And again, like it, I, I highly doubt that a referee is going to cheat. It's going to be, if anything, it's going to be incompetence or like crumbling under the pressure of a, an aggressive, hostile home crowd. They're not going to cheat. Like that's just stupid. But do 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 you think there is scope to? So I, I I don't like this idea. But do you think there is scope to bring in the TMO more to allow players to put their kind of put their money where their mouth is, saying, "Listen, um, 
Water, water, you know, he, he was holding on. It's like, okay, yeah. Captain, do, do you want to... I, I remember they had a thing, I think it was in the Varsity Cup card. about this, like a white yeah. card, which was like yeah. a review. Yeah, so, I, know, like the, I, like, I like the white card. I think it's worth, I think yeah, it's worth doing. So, so I, I think something like that would be like, then, oh, we've been robbed, we've been robbed, we've been... Okay, show me your white card. Bang. Yeah, you, you, and then I would say most of the time the ref will be right. Like, yeah, probably. Like, mm. you, get, you, get one, you get one per half. And if you if you get it right, it's like a cricket review. If you get it right, yeah, you, you keep it. Sure. Um, I don't know, something like that. Oh, it's worth trying. Like, and it worked well in Boston Cup. Okay, should we move on? We're running out of time. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, and now I guess uh, now for, the, for the rest of the segment, we need to do Super Brew first as well. Just just to chat across the conferences. Uh, kind of now we've got three rounds in. We have some data um, how the conferences are shaping up. So I guess let's start with the South African conference. Um, I was quite impressed with the Lions yesterday all, all things considered i still think uh, the packs are concerned that Willem alberts did seem to bring a shit ton of physicality when he came off the bench uh i just wonder if that's sustainable and Fuck, who did he flatten he, uh, he flattened a couple of oaks like and there was one it was just the laziest tackle it was the guy was si- uh stepping someone else and then alberts just essentially just fell on him from his blind spot from the other side just from behind, just bonk. It was near the end. I can't remember. I was trying to remember it. But Albert was like the laziest of flattenings by Alberts. He literally just, all he had to do was just capitalize on being in the guy's blind spot at that moment. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was I mean, Stormers, to say it's the obvious, they've won three from three. Um, overall, they're looking very good. I think Jamie Roberts, from a defensive standpoint anyway, uh, was a very good recruit. My only major concerns for them are their goal kicking. Uh, I know Venom's had a bit of a better day with the tea yesterday. And just the overall creativity. Um, I know that they got another intercept try yesterday. They did score a try right at the back end when, was, when uh, the Lions are a bit tired. But I do wonder against teams that are a bit tighter defensively, the Brumbies um, and maybe the Kiwi sides bar. Actually, the Hurricanes are a little... Well, I mean, they've thumped them. Maybe the Blues... <laughs> the Kiwi sides bar, bar the Hurricanes, the Highlanders, and the Blues. No, no. But the, the, but the Crusaders are, the... are a concern. No, the Highlanders are no. pretty good. But uh, I think they're the leaders. The Sharks... Highlanders are clinical, Adam. Yeah, they are. The Sharks are looking pretty good. I mean, okay, the defense was... I don't know. Ben Lamb had, had a field day. Over, the defense but... is terrible. Yeah, but, but um, they don't look bad. They certainly look better than their past few seasons, actually. They've got a lot more dynamism. And the Kiwis... We're, we're having a, a field day chatting about how much pace there is in the back three. They're quite excited about it, and I think we should be too. I, I do think the Bulls overall, especially with staying at 10... Yeah, the, the oh, Bulls are looking... They need them actually, you know, you, need, you never know. After a bye, maybe they'll perk up a bit, but... Uh, I've, the Bulls haven't scored a try yet. Yeah. Yeah. So, Jesus I mean, fuck. just to put it in perspective, because <laughs> if we're talking about um, conferences... South African teams have won three out of five games against um, out-of-conference teams. I'm actually including the Haguaras in that because they're not a South African side, even though they're in our conference. So that's not bad. Like The only games we've lost as a South African unit are against the Hurricanes yesterday after the Sharks, and then the Lions losing to Haguaras in round one. So that's not bad. Like We've beaten the Hurricanes... Um, by the via the Stormers, we've beaten the Reds via the Lions. Um, is there another one? The Highlanders via uh, the Sharks. Shark? Yeah, Sharks beating the Highlanders. So uh, two wins against New Zealand teams, one win against Australian teams. That's a pretty good record so far, I think. Um, no, no, it's not. It, 
you compare it to the Australian teams who are yet to win a, any game against non-Australian opposition. Including so the Sunwolves. Classic Sunwolves. <laughs> yeah, yeah the, the Sunwolves are fucking propping up that competition. That competition yeah, carrying the competition. So it's, it's, I mean, look, it's, yeah. that is that is an appalling state of affairs for Australian rugby. I, I, I would say, I would say, as uh, maybe we should use that to move on to Australian rugby, but I would say the Lions and the Bulls are worse than last season. Yeah. Uh, the Sharks are pretty much at the same level, but in a different way. Uh, yeah, and the Stormers are definitely I'd argue better. The Sharks are better, actually. If I'm a Sharks fan, I'd be a bit more optimistic this season and next. They're playing these with a lot more dynamism. It's kind of yeah, the... but but did you know? Do you know? To me, the way the Sharks were playing last year, it was a bit ugly. But it's sort of like not much could really go wrong. Yeah, there was, it was a bit low risk, but I mean they. Yeah, I, I do think but, they're but... missing the Dupree twins. They're obviously not missing Robbie Dupree, but or the coach. But the twins, like they did bring quite a bit of physicality. Like I really like watching Sukumbuza Notche. Um, and James Venter at the yeah. Sharks, but you do kind of feel like they're missing someone who's just going to stand the fuck up to the, the big guys coming through, like the Vive Feeters or whatever. Not sure um, oh, Tyler, Tyler Paul is not a no. is not going to. Yeah, he's he's okay, him. but he's he's not great. Look, no, um, Notch, yeah, Notch had a great game, but he always has a good game on attack. He doesn't always have the best game on defense, and that's where they kind of. I mean, that's what happened to them yesterday is that they were. Trying to kind of outscore the Hurricanes, and like that's the kind of game that the Hurricanes want to drag you into. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why the Bulls game. Yeah. yeah, and that's why the Stormers were able to to nil them in, the, in week one because they actually kind of parked the bus, and then they are yeah, where they scored tries through opportunities. But it was quite opportunistic, like it was the Herschel Yanchis intercept, um, and like the Herschel Yanchis cross kick for Sergio Peterson. You know, those are like against the run of play kind of tries, like they're not really well worked tries, and that's what that's how you get the New Zealand teams is that you just kind of shut them down and you can't do that with the current Sharks pack I don't think um, no, but I still like, I like the team and I think they're going in the right direction but they're mm. not well around it's actually weird because I would say the Sharks lost a lot of talent between the two seasons but you guys are saying they've improved well I, I, uh, I, I feel they're a better they've... unit overall and they're back no. three now yeah. no but I, I, th- I think the, the biggest change is the coach because fucking mm, yeah. Rob, big Rob Dupree exactly. was an idiot yeah, should we move exactly. on to the Aussie conference yeah and Fassi he's yeah. been probably one of the fines of the season those defence certainly needs a bit of work well uh, oh, we've already said the Aussie conference is a cu- currently a burning dumpster fire um, sorry a bit of exhaustion <laughs> no 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 the, I, I, no, I think the Bramby, the Brambies are looking okay yeah it's true I, th- I do think they're a bit unlucky to lose Tompkinson probably should have gotten red carded for that shoulder charge it went straight into the Oak's head, and I don't quite know where the yeah. TMO got the line of, oh no, it went from his shoulder. I'm like, dude, his shoulder met his head. You can see it rocking back. And Topskin got red carded yeah. last year as well. So he's a serial offender. He's been cited already as well. Um, but the Brumbies' biggest problem, I guess, is a lot like the Storm, is his creativity. Uh, Nola Lisa is coming into it, and you can see the Highlanders pressured him a lot. He had an awful game. Minus three in fantasy. Um, Alex H shot the lights out except with him which is quite funny no but all so, all these young Aussie fly-offs they just don't seem maybe it's because they're what was it in in RC what's it's in yeah, RC huh? yeah maybe NRC, just in yeah. RC isn't at the level but think about it Mac Mason came in last year and he was big time off the pace yeah to be okay. kind 
<laughs> Will Will Harrison and Isaac Lucas both came in with massive props from under twenty, eh? Yeah. And yeah. and big NRC seasons behind them. And they and they just haven't they haven't produced at all. No, but yeah. I, I think you're being a better. Like like because now because because now they they the Reds have brought in O'Connor and now I reckon uh, Beal's going to play ten next week for the top. I do think you're being but a you little see, bit think... unfair on Harrison. Like and Lucas has been uh, in and in about they haven't really had the opportunities. Harrison I think is still reserve judgment and Lucas I do think is a good player. He just doesn't offer what O'Connor offers, which is physicality. But your point still I, I hear you though. Your point still makes sense. Yeah, so Alex. Yeah. But, I mean, this, but, but isn't this isn't this the problem? Like the fact that as soon as Will Harrison and Isaac Lucas like slightly underperform, not I don't see I don't think they underperformed. I think they were fine. I think the problem is that the Australian media hyped them up so much as being like, oh guys, like Will Harrison. The next is fine Stephen. Yeah, remember that yeah. Isaac I guess Lucas, the next Stephen Larkham. The next Larkham. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Will Harrison, like as you say, like he has one good season for the under twenties. And Australian media just fucking lose their minds. They're like, okay, guys, Australian rugby's great again. Don't worry, you can relax. Like, we, we can't explain what happened for the last, like, eight years, but everything's going to be fucking great again. We've got the next Greek, and we've got the next Larkin, we've got the next, uh, you know, Latham, whatever, uh, like, Mortlock. And this is the problem, is that they create these completely fucking ridiculous and baseless expectations for players who are just good. Like, these guys are good players. They're not great. They're just good. And, like, there's nothing wrong with having good players coming through. Like, Stormers have a lot of good guys. Like, Safkin teams have a lot of good players coming through, and no one's pretending like they're going to be Springboks this year. Fussy's, Fussy's like, the only player in South Africa that everyone's, like... You're actually getting pumps he's, he's bothering. Everyone else, they're like, oh, let's give them a bit more time. Australian media are just... Fuck, the, the whole thing is just one big, stupid hype machine. And then when players somewhat underperform relative to their unreasonable expect, expectations, then they just go and dump them. I wouldn't be surprised if you're right about Kurti Beal playing 10 this, this mm. coming week. Yeah, that's true. And James are kind of well, they're, they're on the bar. Yeah, they're on the bar. And then next thing... Okay. So, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, so then, then next thing, you know, you fast like... forward... You're going to fast forward three years, and it's going to be the same situation that we had with Mac Mason. Yeah, but now, but Kurti Beal's going to be 36, so they're not going to have the option. No, exactly. But that's what happened when, uh, like, Bernard Foley left, and they had to play, or he got injured, and they had to play Mac Mason. And then Kurti Beal's going to leave, and they'll be like... Okay, guys, Will Harrison, like, he's been biding his time, learning his trade for Kirby Beal. Here he is, the young up-and-comer, and you check him, he's, only tw- he's already 25, and he's got, like, five caps. So, they just need to accept that this is a fuck-up, like, a fuck-up of a season for them. <laughs> the Reds are not winning Super Rugby this year. There's no reason for them to try and salvage results, or maybe, I don't know, maybe Brad Thorne's going to get fired, but, like, there's no reason for them to try and grind out a one-point win by playing James O'Connor at 10. Play Isaac Lucas, just give him 80 minutes every week with James O'Connor at center and let him build a partnership with Ted McDermott. And then in two years time, he'll be a 50 cap veteran at the age of like 23. Mm. That's how you build a dynasty. Like that's how you get back to where you feel like you need to be as a club and as a rugby nation. Like uh, this, I remember knee jerk reaction is such, such bullshit. You, you were, you were talking about it a, a, a while ago, Alex, you were saying how in, uh, in NFL teams have like rebuilding seasons where yeah. they're just like, listen, we're not going to win. We're yeah. gonna kind of get rid of all the all the old guys, and we're gonna play a young team, just give them two years of experience because we know in the that's gonna benefit us in five years time or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And like they just they clear their salary cap of the veterans because that doesn't help them. 
and yeah. then the veterans would rather get cash somewhere else, and then they just invest in the future. Like mm-hmm. it's a different scenario, I get it, but it's still a, a lesson. Yeah, well, they, yeah. They, they have the added advantage if you sort of throw a season, you start, you yeah. top of the draft order, which exactly. is exactly. Well, the irony is that the team that's playing the best rugby in the Australian Conference arguably is the Sunwolves, which is essentially a Barbarians team. And they play the most watchable stuff. I know they got pumped by the Chiefs, but uh, they're, Yo, they're, no, they're no, all fun to watch. They, so. I wouldn't say, because the Chiefs put, because it was 20... We'll use that to... What was, what was the final? But basically uh, the Chiefs scored two, two tries, they scored two tries at the very end. Like, yeah, it yeah. would have finished something like 22-32, which isn't mm. bad no, for the fair. Sun. Those, those tries added some sheen. Um, for the, for yeah. the Chiefs, but look, I'd say that's actually uh, we, we're all running about our time. Let's move on to the Kiwi Conference. Um, I've been very impressed with the Chiefs. Uh, I'm not impressed that Gatlin's rotating some of his players, hurting me in fantasy. But that, that, that's an aside. Um, but overall, the Chiefs are looking a lot good. They're looking quite organised. I've been quite quite uh, impressed with Quint Tupaya. I didn't think he'd be a starter, but he's already seemed to be locked in. And Gatlin, I've noticed, seems to have a slight preference for. Boucher, he's always been very good on the ground. But Mitch Carpack, he really wants mm. in, in, in a sort of Wales mold. Matt, maybe you could you could weigh in here. He he wants people to attack the breakdown. That's where they hurt the Crusaders. Uh, that's where they dominated the Sunwolves as well. Um, hence, Peter Gust didn't even make a trip to Japan, and uh, maybe he won't even play next week. So uh, it looks a bit Walesy. I mean, you can see what he's trying to do, uh, fashioning a niche for the. So you're saying Gatlin no. has one star. No, 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 yeah, but, but it, he's changed it, the no, new emphasis. emphasis. He's, he's more attacking the breakdown versus... And he did that with Wales. And the Wales, he has more resources at the Chiefs, but he's recognized it's an area of strength. His locks are mm. average at best. So, for that retaliate. No, but, but it's not a bad... Because, you know, it's one of these sort of uh, gladiator things where, you know, like a, a guy with a net will lose to a guy with a spear but he won't lose to a guy yeah. with a sword sort of thing and he's figured out there yeah. the mold which is going to work the best in the new zealand conference i yeah. don't i don't know how well it will transfer when they play against the south african teams in the kogwari that, that will be interesting uh that's a fair oh, point be looking forward actually to that one who actually have more you know who have better defensive forward packs and it oak like okay boshia is having a, a good a good time of it at the moment but Someone like Peter Steph the toy is fucking going to mangle him. Uh, they're playing the Brumbies next week as well, which will be a step. Yeah, up so so the, that'll be quite interesting because yeah. the the Brumbies have they are more sort of conservative. Their forwards play more defensively, so it would it will be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Crusaders business as usual. Uh, they they young young flankers work rates to the max. Tom Christie, um, Cullen as well make tons of tackles. Um, I do think they are kind of missing. That print like a, a carrying presence. Well, I guess Wade Douglas is currently injured um, as well. I, I don't think I don't think the Saints forwards are looking that hot this year. Mm, to be honest, they're more workmanlike. Um, Scott no, no, but but, but, but I, I, I I think the Chiefs showed a very clear model to beat them because mm. their their backline's pretty impotent. They the backline's great on attack. They pretty average on defence. So if you just kind of deprive them of the ball. You know, and, and just slow down the ball enough at the breakdown. Like, I feel the Crusaders are looking more fallible than they have in previous years. Mm, no, um, it's true. Uh, the, I wouldn't say their backline is great. I'd say their backline is uh, roided up to the eyeballs, but in a legal way. I mean, the amount of depth there is just a freaking joke. Lester Fanny he, he's on the bench. He'd start for all the Australian teams. He's not even in the 23. Do you know what, do you know what I love? Fucking uh, Matayele. Yeah. Who was like a, a bloody oh. super. 
he's just languishing in the in the wilderness. But, but, <laughs> but imagine what a high stress like career bigger crusaders outside back must be. Because you know if you get injured, someone's stepping up and you never get your spot again. Like just yeah, so the, the cautionary tale. Like did you did you see Will, Will Jordan picked up an injury? Yeah. Bang. Done. Mm-hmm. Done. Yeah, there Next, you go. Like you'll be lucky. <laughs> you'll be lucky to get a Mitra a Mitra ten cap now. Mitra <laughs> ten. Yeah. Um, Matt, you said the Highlanders were critical. Uh, okay, we, we okay. We, we, we yeah, a couple I think I said that more as a running meme for. How we how we on time? Uh, we're about we're, we're meant to have thirty seconds left to go. But I think we're being a bit okay. Harsh. Quickly, super <laughs> brew. Go go go. No, no, we haven't, we, haven't <laughs> ch- we haven't chatted about the Hurricanes yet and the Blues, so I think it's better fair. But we've got a couple more minutes. So, uh, um, so the Canes, I think, like we've spoken quite a lot about them because they played the Stormers in Week One. Yeah. Um, and, like I just though. think that they're still. Uh, no, they don't. Yeah, Bash is better than Bash is better than the other guy. Bash is like six out of ten every week, which is which is okay if you got uh, those points. So my, my my problem with the Canes is that they don't have a plan B. Because their plan A is just fuck them up with Nani Lamapi and Ben Lamb and Jordy Barrett. Yeah, and I was gonna say Bant Barrett got a bit better this weekend. He's slowly yeah. through. Look, I mean, I, I like that he's 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 whipped out the power boot. Um, they could have used that against the Stormers actually I don't know why they didn't but maybe it's like, a skill he learnt after the Stormers game they're like <laughs> we're missing someone who can kick 60 meters Barrett do you think you can learn and just well, went away so, for like he was, he was so pissed off when they lost the game he just like winded up at a ball and it went 70 meters he was like hey that's pretty good <laughs> yeah, um, quite, I can just see the coach standing with his hips on his hands hmm. interesting <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah. So I just, I just think like they, they struggle. They're gonna struggle to win Aggie, right? Like they yeah. know they're flat, they're flat track bullies. Like we've always said this about those guys, like the Nani Lamafis, the Ben Lambs. Like they, Ben Lamb in the first half against the Sharks, but things were still a bit tight. He had did nothing. Like he touched the ball a couple times, he just did nothing. And then suddenly when things open up, he just scores two easy tries, and they were quite easy. Like against a better team, better defensive team, he doesn't make those tries. Mm-hmm. And I just think like they're gonna come unstuck against against like the tighter teams they might even lose to the Brumbies I don't know if, yeah when they're playing um, um, the Blues move on very quickly Blues, same old same old I, I, I do think well, they'll Blues be the are, Blues are, yeah but the Blues are playing without their two best players inexplicably well obviously Rico's injured but I don't know what's going on with the Kira like they they gotta just get him I don't know what's, what's going on with the Kira guys like, why isn't he playing Toro's been good maybe no but play them both like play play Satutu at at blindside, no, you, don't, not... you, don't need, you don't need Tom Robinson. Uh, I don't know, like who? So who do they start? They played Gibson, Robinson, and Satuta this week, I think. No, Robinson was on the bench. Yeah, Robinson covers lock. Uh, I think Papapapelihi maybe. Yeah, uh, I would. I would play one of Papelihi and Gibson. I don't know. Like I just think they need. Something more like they just because they're throwing everything they've got. Yeah, and I think they need Barrett at ten. I think Barrett should come back earlier. Like Perifet is, he's not, he's a talented player, but he's not really the general they need right now. I think Barrett in at ten will see their fortunes not change around dramatically, but you'll see a big uplift would, as well. He'll draw I would even I would even play uh, Harry Plummer or Terry Black at ten and move Perifet to fullback. Like they've got like Duffy playing fullbacks weird. I just don't rate him. Uh, like yeah, but Duffy's played fullback for like. I'd almost argue like 10 years now. Mm. Uh, but they, they, they do weird stuff like like Rico gets injured 
and then they bring up Jordan Highland yeah. to the wing instead of Rudy Narawa. Like, Highland's just so average. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Um, so that kind of stuff is... And they've, 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 they've type 5 just need to sort this shit out. Like, two plot, two Tonga Fassi and two and uh, Nukurafe have not been playing at their usual level. Yeah. So I think for them it's a form thing. They just need to get on form. Um, and then lastly, the Highlanders. I know we skipped over them. Um, I, I do... They, they game against the Crusaders this week, um, which we'll segue into. Superbrew should be interesting. They don't look too bad. I do, I still, I'm still not sold with Mitch Hunter 10. I don't think he's the right sort of guy for their team. He kicked okay. He moved, he moved the team around. Tactically, they're very good. But uh, creativ- creatively speaking, um, I think they're dicking over um, Josh Oani a, a little bit. Is that guy? Oani's an all-black, guys. Just remember that. Yeah. Is oh, he an all-black or an all-black tourist? All-black. Oh no, he was meant to get capped. He was a tourist. Oh, we didn't mention the Jags. Fuck. Um, them. Yeah, oh, I, I, I literally, ha- I literally haven't even watched the highlight yeah, of the Jags. No, no, like, no, no, the no, time zone so killing me. Like, yeah. All right, fair. Well, let's get into Super Brews. So, uh, first game, Crusaders Highlanders. This is Friday at uh, in Christchurch. First first game, home game for the Crusaders. Uh, margin for the Crusaders. And I'm checking the weather. Oh man, weather <laughs> weeks meaningless. I'm, no, uh, I would say uh, Saders, Saders by 8. Yeah, I, I have yeah, to say I'd, I'd say a bit more. I'd say Saders by like 12. Mm, 10. Matt? Mm, Saders by 10 as well, yeah. All right. Um, Rebel Sharks? I have the Sharks winning this. But, but, but by what score? Unless you disagree with me and you want to go to the island. No, no, I think I think the Sharks will win this. Yeah, the Sharks should. Yeah. I don't, I don't see... Rebels is Kerwin Bosch, Bosch back? Uh, he went home for a family bereavement, so we're not sure. Yeah, I don't know, guys. Like, they had a lot of injuries. Mac, if Thomas Detroit is up. What were you going to say? So the Rebels are technically second on their lug. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to back Rebels, actually. Rebels by three. What? Okay, Rebels by three. I, th- I said the Sharks could win by eight. Ben? No, I, I can't see the Rebels no. pack holding up to the Sharks. Yeah, like uh, even Mr. S- even though I think Mr. Scores try for a living is going to be out this weekend. All right, well, we'll fuck if they try play fucking Jeremy Ward on the wing again, yeah, that, that's an issue. But yeah. if they find a proper wing somewhere, it's fine. No, I, I put it by five just because Alex lowered the average. Uh, Chiefs Brumbies, I do think the Chiefs will win. Uh, Aaron Cruden will be back, as will Anton Leonard Brown and Sam Kane. Is all the the away or at home? Home in Wakato. Yeah, oh, no, I think they could. I think they might open up a bit on the Brumbies. Actually. You're right, Hang on, guys. Checking the weather. I have them by ten. Uh, the Chiefs by ten. Um, Ooh, you, you, you say you say open up, so that's like fifteen plus. Ben. Sure. Yeah, I would say something like Your, 18, uh, maybe. Jeez. Okay, well, we'll move it up to 14. Matt? Oh, no, no, but they, they, they come... Most of the team are coming back from Japan. Yeah, but Cruden... Mm. But remember, Cruden's back. Antonina Brown's Kane's back. back. Kane's back. But they, they are resting Alamalu, but they don't lose out that much. Oh, no, they no, but then we're back. actually saying the whole theory of how the Brumbies... No, actually, I would only say Chiefs by, like, 10. Okay. Everybody agree with that? Chiefs by 10? Yeah, I'm fine with that. All right. I'll, I'll probably go lower, but I'm, I'm fine with this. All right. Uh, Reds, Sunwolves, Reds at home. That's Suncorp. 
Ah, so I'm also take a red scalp. Nah, I think Reds are going to win. They've been a little unlucky. Um, I'm going Sunwolves on mine. I'm going Sunwolves on mine. I'm saying the the Reds have pretty much flown around the world in the last two weeks, eh? Yeah. Yeah. But the problem is that the Sunwolves don't have Tata Tata Tassi Tassi. Yeah. But they do have a year of April. How did they win? Yeah. But they do have... Mitchell Jacobson. What's his first name? Solesi... Fafita? Oh my yeah. god, I, I can't believe you beat me and you don't even know what his fucking name is, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just beat you, uh, I think he fucked you up, bro. Let's see here. Yeah, he did. Ed's gonna be disappointed. Feel bad for him. Um, uh, Alex and I have a bit of a, a bit of a, a, a dad derby, as it's being yeah, known. Yeah. No, dad derby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, Reds, let's kind of wrap this up. Uh, Reds by uh, I've, seven. I've Reds by seven. This, and Matt's going Sunwolves. Mm, yeah, ba- I'm back on my bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I meant I meant Siosaya Fafita. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was, I was going to say. <laughs> Um, reds by three, reds by three. Okay, reds by five. Um, okay, Storm is Jaguars. I feel like this could be a very niggly penalty yellow card sort of game. Um, it was by one. <laughs> you're right. Mm. Jaguars are good. Uh, I think they're a pretty good rugby team. Um, I know, that's why the Storm is only beating by one. Yeah, but just check yeah. out Paul Tate's Twitter timeline. He just spoke about how they're starting true. They, they, they left the wrong prop on the bench. So when that guy starts, they'll do a lot better. And their back line's quite sick. Ask, uh, ask, ask Alex about leaving the other wrong up on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> ask Andrew about leaving the wrong hooker on the bench. No, I, I find him for that already as well. Uh, probably the most costly oh, what... bench decision. Um, and then lastly, uh, Bulls... Adam loves him early fine, eh? I do. Yeah, right? Adam, Adam's pretty trigger happy. Like if, Got to. If he's setting the threshold for fines, just picking the wrong player then. Um, then Bulls, Blues. I have the Blues by six. I think the Blues are... Uh, they're probably, I'd say they're better than the Bulls. So, I know the Bulls can be quite physical, uh, but I think maybe the Blues getting out of New Zealand might do them some good. And, and I don't know. I think the Bulls are so boring that the Blues will have enough to beat them. Blues by five. Blues by five. Yeah, I have them by six. They're not going to win. They're not going to win by a margin of three. No. Because uh, Stephen Perry for the can't pick. No. Oh God. God Jesus. Uh, yeah. Uh, Alright, I think that's going to wrap it up for this episode of Elite Rugby Banter. If you have been listening, thank you so much for doing so. We will be back uh, next week, Monday, uh, as always. Ben, thanks for joining us. No, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, Alex, thank, thanks for uh, being here. I like how you said you wouldn't talk about um, the Pacific thing and then you went and spoke about the Pacific thing. So, no, so I wouldn't speak about Sorry, that's a very Alex move. Sorry. <laughs> But, uh, uh, thanks just, for the episode. I, I, I was peak tar. You, I, yeah, I, keep referring, I shouldn't call you Alex. This uh, big. Uh, yeah. or, was it small Alex? Uh, little Alex little, is fine. Little small Alex. Alex is fine. Uh, Alex. Call me whatever you want. Just you're not allowed to call me Alex. Okay. One sized Alex. Until I win. Until I top score next week and get to call him out again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. No. It happens again. Uh, and Matt, thanks. Thanks for joining us. You're back, eh? When are you leaving Korea? Yeah, so this is, I think, going to be my official last recording from Korea because next weekend I'm going to be unavailable and I'm flying the weekend after that. Nice. Cool. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Enjoy. Yeah, enjoy, man. We'll, yeah, so we'll this is officially the last, the last time I'm podcasting from here. Should be. Nice. Everything going to according to plan. Nice. Well, I want to hear about how you tear up all of Korea on your, like, week-long bender before you leave. <laughs> 
Yeah, one, one more wrestling show before I go. Yeah, one more, just one more. Um, Tiny, yeah. Small, small, round, white kaiju spotted in South Korea today. <laughs> Terrorizing the civilians. <laughs> yeah, with a beard. Uh, that's going to do it for this oh, episode. Oh, well, I mean, I'm pretty sure they're just like, oh, fuck, there's a bear loose in the town again. <laughs> that, yeah. Thanks, thanks for joining us. Someone kill it. Thanks for joining us.